0: So have you seen that video of the man who's sitting in front of a camera and a voice that you can't see comes and says to the man, so we're entering into very difficult times and it's going to bring great change for all of us and even for the whole world and it's going to be difficult for you especially but everyone everywhere and uh there are going to be some options, and your first option, we'll call it option A, is this. You will be quarantined in your house with your wife and your children for weeks and weeks on end, unable to leave, and immediately the man says, B, B, (laughs) option B. We laugh because we know that these are hard days, and they... Continue to be hard uh, for all of us. Uh, If you live by yourself, these have been particularly challenging days. If you live with your children and they are home from school now, and add to that that you are supposed to be working at home and all of you are together, this can feel totally overwhelming. And all of us are challenged by the circumstances of these days. Who would have ever guessed that we would be worshiping like this? Who would have ever guessed that on Monday, Thursday in 2020, that we would be unable to gather in our sacred sanctuary around this beautiful table, that we would have to be worshiping Online, who would have thought that our lives would have taken such a turn? These have been very difficult days for us and for the whole world, even. Lots of people sick, and more people expected to be sick. We watch the statistics, we worry about the medical uh, field being overwhelmed. We are deeply concerned about medical personnel who continue to sacrifice and be exposed to this virus, and we all have learned way more about this than we care to admit. As we gather here tonight, in the middle of Holy Week, on Monday, Thursday, around this communion table, we have another story. And this story actually wants to recenter our lives. This story actually wants to reframe our existence. This story seeks to center us and appeal to us, especially when we're feeling most frenzied and frazzled and overwhelmed. How about that idea, that we would find a fresh center going forward? Listen as I read this story from John 13. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And during supper, Jesus Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. And Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed Jesus does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. And he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed If you do them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this journey from Palm Sunday to the suffering and the trial and the death of Jesus on Good Friday, we have this remarkable drama around the table. Jesus and his disciples and a final meal together. Most of us, I know I do, feel pretty battered and discouraged in these days. If we've not experienced the virus ourselves, we know it keeps getting closer and closer. And if, if we've not worried about our own health and well-being, then certainly we're worried about others. We're worried about our parents, perhaps. We're worried about our children, And if not that, we may be worried about our finances. We may be worried about some other particular concern in the larger community, perhaps the church or perhaps some other uh, entity. And certainly we worry about what our future looks like. How do we ever get out of this situation? What is going to happen? It can feel overwhelming. So perhaps, unlike any other Holy Week in our lives, we have a more intimate connection with the disciples this week, who certainly feel battered and overwhelmed with their lives. I'm pretty sure that's how they're feeling. There are tensions emerging within their intimate group. We just read about that. It says in this passage that the devil already put it in Judas' Judas' heart to betray Jesus. We know outside that intimate circle that people are scheming and plotting to capture Jesus and put him on trial and kill him. He has predicted even that he would be handed over and put to death. This story... Going on in all of that that's happening wants to recenter the lives for the disciples. This story wants to recenter and reframe our lives as disciples. First of all, this story reminds us who Jesus is. The text says He came from God and He was going to God. And then it says He loved His own who were in the world. And he loved them to the very end. That feels so important today to me, to my heart, because it's really another way of saying what we love to hear. Nothing in life or death can separate us from God's love. Nothing. Well, we need to hear that today. And here it is in this passage. He loved those who were in the world. And he loved them to the very end. Wow, that is powerful. And especially pertinent for us to hear the good news of the gospel. He will love us to the very end. And then take note of what happens. Jesus got up from the table and he tied a towel around himself. And he poured water in a basin. And he began to wash their feet. And then he he wiped them with the towel. Check that out. Five Very active and intentional verbs. Got up, tied, poured, washed, and then wiped. Five active verbs of loving care from Jesus. Got up, tied, poured, washed, wiped. The disciples can't believe it. Now... Foot washing in the ancient world was fairly familiar and customary. Most foot washing was a menial task. Roads were dusty, roads were dirty, and everyone walked. Shoes were not very common. People might wear sandals. So foot washing emerged as an act of hospitality when someone came to your home. And the task of doing this was left to usually a slave or A servant washing and wiping off the dust and the dirt and all that other nastiness that might be picked up from the road. It could be very dirty, dusty, and nasty. So this drama, though, is particularly striking because of where this foot washing takes place. It doesn't take place as they come into the room. It takes place in the middle of this meal, in the middle of their together time. It happens as an act of hospitality, and it's not a servant or a slave doing this. It is Jesus, the Lord of the universe. It is Jesus, the Word made flesh, as the opening lines of John remind us who he is. It's The one who came from God and the one who's going to God who is doing this menial task. This is the Lord of the cosmos who has taken the role of a slave doing menial acts of loving kindness to his disciples. Listen to how an ancient theologian put it, and I love this. He who wraps the heavens in clouds wrapped himself with a towel. He who pours the water into the rivers and into the oceans, tips water into a basin. And before whom every knee shall bow in heaven on earth, he bends his knee as a servant to wash the disciples' feet. Just when we might be so discouraged about life's limits and life's complexities and life's uncertainties we get this powerful picture of what's really important to God and what Jesus is all about we get this really beautiful picture of the God life just when we might feel like we're so surrounded by suffering and uncertainty and struggle with people getting sick and more people expected to get sick with uh Healthcare systems in peril with uh, so many questions about what's happening to our community, to our world. We keep fretting about another day like this or another week like this. We get this powerful picture of what God cares most about, who God is, what God is like, the God life, and its simple acts of loving care. God's not far off and removed. God is right in the midst, present, intimate, tending to, caring for, loving. God is not simply high and mighty, but present, loving, caring, right in the menial acts of servanthood. Does this not help us See and sense how God might now be at work in our midst. Just imagine right now, God coming into where you are, bending and loving on you, caressing you, caring for you, even your feet. That's a powerful message for me, perhaps for you also. And then this message every intimate act of loving care, every authentic expression of service and compassion, every little means to help and sacrifice and serve others, sanitize, tend to, that is God at work right in our midst. That is the God life. And what does Jesus say? If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. This is a call to me, to all of us, to deep intimacy and service together as disciples of Jesus. This is a call to quit focusing on what we can't do, what we can't have, what limits might be around us, where we cannot go, and really focus on simple acts of loving, caring service. That's a good word for my own heart and my own family and a good word for all of us as a church family and a good word for our whole world. The most important thing to do is, well, the next thing that we have to do And that would be with loving care. The most important thing we can do is simple acts of generosity and love. Where might that be for you? Maybe it's a call. Maybe it's a letter. Maybe it's a note. Maybe it's uh, writing a check. Maybe it's reaching out. Maybe it's doing something in these times that lets others know your powerful compassion, love, presence and care the god life unfolds as we can as we do as we sacrifice as we serve others we often wonder what's god like well we get a powerful depiction of what god is like right in this story jesus though he's in the form of god did not count equality with god a thing to be grasped but emptied himself taking the form of a servant that's a picture of god and the gospel of john describes this so well with five active vivid words he got up tied poured washed wiped And then in just a few minutes uh, following that action, Jesus did five more loving actions. He took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to them. And he said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Five simple acts. Again, this drama... This story gives new focus for life in these days, for all of us. We may be in unusual times. Jesus shows us what matters most, vivid, loving actions. Jesus loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. God never leaves us. God is right in our midst. And God keeps showing us how to live. Vivid, loving actions. Let's stay focused on that. And may God bless us. Amen.